<laughs> You're right. <sighs> I want to drink more, but I'm like trying not to. Oh, you, we have a lot more than you made it seem. Oh, can we put orange juice in this that's too? One Ew. I'm kidding with you, Michael. Oh, I, I, <laughs> just pull it out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because... It, oh, it's all... Wait, is that spr- like sparkles or glitter or whatever? Yeah, it's built into the silicone. Oh, no, honey, this is for liquor bottles. Mm-mm. This is for wine bottles. Really? Yeah, because it's got the filter. Oh, that would definitely be good for a liquor it's bottle. It's got the filter. Oh, my God, this thing is recording. <laughs> What's going on, listeners? Uh, this is your girl, Amber Smiles Jones, your audible boo thing. Okay. Now, listen, I know you guys, I know you guys know what today is. Today is Friday the 13th. So, obviously, I've got an interestingly creepy episode for you. So, we're going to talk about the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles and its horrible, dark history. And you guys won't believe all the crazy shit that went down there. Also, I'm going to go ahead and warn you guys ahead of time. This episode is extremely heavy on the dark side. So if you're easily triggered, you know, please choose another episode from this podcast. Uh, (laughs) Make that clear. Um, But this episode is not for the faint hearted. Okay. But before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and introduce a buddy of mine uh, who is going to be joining us on this episode. And he has no idea what he's actually signed up for. Hi guys, this is Mike Anthony. Is that your is that your recording voice? What the fuck? No, this is me. This, <laughs> this is me. Is it? Yes. My name is Mike Anthony. I oh. can talk deep like this, or I can talk soft like this. Both are equally creepy. Um <laughs> Yes. Excuse me while I wipe this off my face. <laughs> I should also let you all know that we will be uh, consuming an entire bottle of wine whilst talking about the dark histories of the Cecil Hotel. We are drinking on some Gallo family Pinot Grigio because... From the California vineyard. Yeah, from the California vineyards. It costs like, what, $4.99 a bottle? So, it sure was. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to be trashed. Okay. <laughs> it might have been cheap, but it gets the job done. Cheers. Yes. Yeah, let's that redo was, that. that. Yeah, was yeah, that was. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. It's it's cheap glass. Just shut up. It's not crystal. These were free glasses. Okay. <laughs> what is the uh, What is the Ojai? I got it from a wine festival. The Rotary Club. Mm-hmm. What is this? Benko Power Sweeping Ink. I'm upset. <laughs> Very fancy. Before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and drop the intro for the new listeners. Hello, hello, hello. So uh, welcome to the Professionally Silly Station recorded on the Anchor app. I am, once again, your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. And this is the podcast where you can experience some silly, some random, and some creepy. And let's, of course, not forget the weird a little bit of something for everybody Girl, up in just here. Girl, strange. Okay. <laughs> Experience some strange up in here. Uh, <laughs> hosted by me, a uh, melanated, going broke comedic uh, <laughs> comedian here. So please feel free to check out my PayPal. Link's below. <laughs> Put it in her pocket, okay? He knows how much money I make. He's, he's not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and she knows exactly how much I make. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> So last week, uh, we got a chance to take a look. We, we took a hilarious dive into the Popeye's chicken sandwich craze. And uh, people legit lost their fucking minds over this over a damn sandwich. How much does that thing cost? I, don't, I think it was like under like $7. I didn't even get a chance to try it because when I went to the, the, the only one that's near me is the one in Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard. The line was wrapped around the corner. I was at the, um, I was standing in the line at the airport for the Popeyes in Vegas. Uh huh. They don't even have it on the menu. Are you fucking shitting me? Not Wait, did, like, did they remove it because they're out, or did they just never? I have didn't it? even ask, but it wasn't on the menu. But some some of the Popeyes uh, corporations, you know, the the franchise, they removed it from the menu so you wouldn't ask for it because they no longer had it. Like they sold out I know in four they have weeks. The uh, it's chicken. How do you not have chicken? Exactly. That's their brand. There's bread. There's like grocery stores everywhere. Pickles. The ma- Like I don't understand. You are a restaurant. You're get ingredients and make me Girl, a fucking it's sandwich. It's called DIY that, okay? <laughs> so you guys definitely got to listen to the last podcast. I did it with my buddy, uh, 
And my co-host, he was he's awesome. He also has a podcast here on Anchor and Spotify. It's called the OD Podcast, Wesley Roberts. He also known as Hey DJ Cousin. Love him, hu- love him, love him. Check it out. It was hilarious. Also, make sure you guys go ahead and check out the links in the description of this podcast. Lots of awesome information uh, down there for you as well. And if you enjoy this podcast, you can call in uh, or even text my Google Voice number and let me know, 805-664-1828. And you can can tweet me too on Twitter, at TrueSmilesJones. Everything is spelled correctly, except for true. Just take out the E and you're good to go. So you can (laughs) hit me up about this or any of my Professionally Silly Podcast episodes. And uh, one more thing before we get started, I would love it if you guys would uh, take a visit to my podcast on Apple iTunes and uh, leave a, uh, you know, post a review, rate the podcast, because it will really help my podcast get out there to uh, other people who haven't heard of us yet. Opportunity for me to earn some new listeners, you know. And uh, speaking of earning some listeners, um, I, I got some awesome, 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 awesome information that I want to share with you guys for those of you who are interested in creating your own podcast. And uh, it's free. Oh, Michael's phone's ringing. Just gonna, not, oh, not gonna, is that copywritten? Can it I have that? It says a Texas phone caller. We're in California. I don't know nobody in Texas. <laughs> so they it's get probably they a got. spammer. It's probably a fucking spammer. Always. I can't stand them. Always. So yeah, check out this next information here coming up before we get started on how you can go ahead and start your own podcast for free. Teach me how to do it. Okay, teach me how to do it. Teach me, teach me how to do it. You like what I did there? Just love that. I felt kind of black when I did it. It was well, nice. it was a Dougie. I mean, like, I say it kind of. Jesus. Yeah, so definitely come and join the podcasting community and share your voice here on Anchor. And, you know, a lot of people out there, they think they have nothing to say or they wonder who would actually listen to them. But you'll be surprised at the amount of people who view the world the same as you do. Or hell, maybe somebody would think your voice is sexy. Who knows? You know, the topics the topics that you can discuss are endless, you know? Plus, it's a lot of fun. Let's not forget about that. Having your own podcast is a lot of fun. The point is, give yourself a chance. Your voice is just as, as important as everyone else's. And uh, also, if you guys are already a member of the Smile Squad, I really appreciate your support. And if this is your first time listening to this station, thank you so much for joining me. And if you haven't already, go ahead and tap that subscribe slash favorite button so you can be notified whenever I upload a new podcast episode. So yeah, okay, so for the four of you that are listening, uh, let's go ahead and dive in into the history of the Cecil Hotel here in Los Angeles. And hopefully the dog next door will shut the fuck up so I can give you guys a lovely podcast. <laughs> I saw you cringing when you heard the dog barking. He was like, oh my God, the podcast is destroyed. You're going to record this whole thing over. I, I don't get what is up with people and these shrew little dogs. Like, do you get them just yeah. because they're so yippy and annoying? Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, they bark cute. at the sound of the wind. It's like, oh, the cause of the wind. It's like, shut the fuck up. If anything, get a bigger dog, okay? Yeah, at least Granted, they yeah. take up more space, but yeah. they're cute too, and they at least have enough bark behind their bite yeah where it's not like <laughs> hashtag big dog power drop some bass in it yes Ooh. we'll be right back after this random sound mm. so let, let's go ahead and and get this party started man I, I have a lot of stuff have you heard of the cecil hotel first of all you know, I vaguely remember hearing about it. It is, first of all, it is dead, like, slap dead center in the middle of Skid Row. So, it's not... So, it is here in LA. Yeah, it's in Los Angeles. Mm. <laughs> you didn't know that, yeah. I told you guys he wasn't prepared. So, 
Many people know the Cecil Hotel as the place where Elisa Lamb was found dead in the water tank of the hotel back in 2013. Uh, she was a woman that, that uh, mm-hmm. there was like a viral video that went around all over the internet. You know, the woman in the, in the hotel, in the, in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And you, you see an Asian woman in the, in the red sweater and she's making strange movements with her hands. She's talking to somebody. It, it was a viral video. It, I mean, many it of you may have seen like it. It looks like some crazy chick talking to herself. It did. It did. It did. So this video was passed around the internet for years. It still is. It's still mm-hmm. viral. I think any I think any video that you any place that you find it, any platform you find it, there'll be millions or at least thousands of views of it. But anyways, um in the video you see her enter the elevator and she seems to be hiding from someone. And keep in mind that you can only see the inside of the elevator and maybe a little bit of the hallway as well. So not to mention the video has no sound because it's a security you know camera that's inside of the elevator. Strictly visual, guys. It's all visual shit, all right? So if you want to go ahead and check it out, go ahead and check it out. Get, grab another device. Don't leave here to look at it, okay? L- look at it someplace else or wait because if you leave me, uh, you know, I'm going to feel bad. We don't want that happening, okay? She has feelings. I have children to feed. Now I have a cat and a turtle, but you know, whatever. Yeah, but we can still eat that <laughs> They have <too>. to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you see her in the video. She pushed a lot of buttons in the elevator. and I hate it when people do that. Yeah, but I will say this. The one thing I didn't notice in that security footage, the elevator doors never closed. That is true. So was she pushing the buttons to get it to close? Was she hiding from someone? Was she running for someone? Elevator malfunction. But how many elevators are actually in that building and on that floor that she was on? Well, you know, at this time, the Cecil Hotel was was kind of like not very classy. It kind of lost its class at this point. So maybe there wasn't a lot of working elevators. Run down. Because that could have been one of the elevators that got stuck a lot. I don't know. It's, it was. It didn't really have the best. I used to work in property management, and I've had my fair share of experiences being trapped in an elevator. Especially oh. freight elevators. Not fun. Uh, especially no. in a 75-story building. Okay? 75 floors is what we had. No, no. Not on wood I've never been trapped in an elevator three times Ugh. three times I don't three have times time. the charm too mm-hmm. I don't have that oh, kind of time it was bad but I gotta say Michael judging from the video pressing all the buttons looking around the corner maybe peek-a-boo. she was yeah it was like she was paying peekaboo but in a creepier way I don't know but she appeared to be talking some talking to someone down the hall I mean maybe you never see them into the actual frame of the video. You never actually see that person. But it doesn't seem like a normal conversation. She looks afraid or confused. Well, I'll say this. She was at least somewhat smart. She did it on camera so people yeah, could right, see her. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, she, she, I don't know. Judging by her movements, because uh, her arms were like doing this weird like thing with her wrists and fingers. It just looked kind of weird. It sounds like possession. It did, it did. That's why a lot of people think that perhaps it was a paranormal incident or something like that. But, you know... She had bipolar disorder and things like that. Maybe she was she diagnosed meds. with this stuff? Yeah. She actually had bipolar disorder. When they did her autopsy, they actually found uh, the medication that she was taking for a disorder, like a little bit of it, and still in her system. But I'm wasn't just curious. Enough. Did the Vatican ever get involved in this? Because, you know, when know. people be possessed <laughs> and shit, they're supposed to come and inspectigate. <laughs> inspectigate. I love that word. <laughs> It's my own little thing, you know, investigate and inspect. I fucking love it. (laughs) So she goes in and out of the elevator and she's poking her head around the door of the elevator. It's almost as if she's trying to see if someone is following her or still following her. But she makes these weird hand movements and motions like I mentioned before. And then she steps out of the elevator one last time and she never reappears back into frame. Now, there are a lot of speculations as to who or she maybe even what. That's Maybe. She got snatched. Maybe even what that actually caused her death. I mean, this was a seedy place at the time. There was all kinds of like seedy characters there. You know, you had prostitutes, pimps, drug addicts, all kinds of people there. Now, just curious, with the history, are there any like death occurrences there? Yes, lots of them. Mm. A lot of them. And we're going to discuss that. investigations, people. We're going we're gonna to discuss that. So uh, you definitely guys know, uh, but many people aren't aware, perhaps. Maybe I shouldn't assume that you know. Many people aren't aware that the, uh, the dark history of the hotel 
happened way before Lisa Lamb was even born. Way before Lisa Lamb was even born, okay? And uh, this... <laughs> This is going to be a really creepy episode, guys. So it's the perfect timing for Friday the 13th. And you guys can definitely thank Investigation Discovery for, like, inspiring this uh, this podcast. As well as this new favorite podcast I just found, My Favorite Murder. Check that out if you're into, like, true crime. It's amazing. So, um, plug for them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, girl power, bitches. <laughs> okay. Shout out. You know. <laughs> so let's take a trip. To the past, to 1921, mm. when the Cecil Hotel first opened its doors. And ever since then, very strange and unfortunate things kind of occurred there. So Let me sneak it. What? <laughs> strange and unfortunate events. Strange and unfortunate events <laughs> occurred there. She must there. have had a Count Olaf up in there. Facts. You feel me? <laughs> <sighs> this wine Slurp. is delicious. It's delicious. So, um, okay, so this place seems to be a beacon for horrid acts, just a beacon, and there's a plethora of suicides and over a dozen of a dozen murders, many paranormal Why stay experiences, there? because it was affordable there. Mm. Is at one point you could pay like fourteen dollars a night to stay there, and it's in the middle of Skid Row. It's Skid Row, people. Gets you off the street into a hotel that looks like the street has kind of grown into it. So yeah. Mm. So in 1924... Wait, wait, wait. I'm just saying, like, okay, the street grew into the building? I mean, I mean, like, this is like an analogy, like a kind of like... It sounds like <laughs> the reverse world within the Stranger Things universe, okay? <laughs> it's just a, a no. You don't do that. You don't do that. <laughs> Let me rate this on Yelp or something. Have you read the Yelps of the Sea Salt? I hope not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> And so in 1924, when the Cecil Hotel was, uh, it was a task taken on by this rich dude named William Banks Hanner. And let's be honest with you, that's a rich-ass white name. Y'all know what it is. Uh, <laughs> it comes from money, okay? It comes from money. Silver spoon right in his asshole. So, mm. <laughs> he, he you wanted... put one in mine, too. Oh, he's so fucking dumb. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, uh, Michael is joining us, or joining me in the LGBT community. Yes, I am. Mm. Anyways. No stigma to it, okay? Right, yeah. Yeah, damn right. That's me banging on the counter with with pride. (laughs) Pride. Banging on something else. You know what I know. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) So William, um, William Banks Hannah... He wanted the destination of the Cecil Hotel to be a spot for tourists and and business travelers. So it actually cost him about $1 million to, reno- to renovate the 700-room hotel. That is not enough. Like I said. That is not enough. That is middle of cheapskate, okay? Yeah. 700 units and you only invested a $1 million? Especially in Los Angeles. Mm. That ain't that ain't shit. I don't even <laughs> cover my property taxes. <laughs> Now it was a complete. Uh, it was complete with a marble lobby. The hotel had stained glass windows, palm trees, and oh, by the way, I hate to burst your bubbles, everyone, but palm trees are actually shipped to Los Angeles. They're not from here, okay? I did not know that. Yeah, they don't grow in straight rows down the street. Well, I didn't know that. You <laughs> to remember, you know, this this is actually technically a desert. True. Technically. I know all the grass you see out here. Import. Yep. Import or synthetic or fake. The grass in front of our building isn't even real. You know, I kind of had a feeling when I saw all those dogs pissing on it and it just never left that yellow stain. Yep. (laughs) The pee don't kill the grass, okay? That's why he put it in. He got tired of it. fucking crazy so um I, <laughs> I love it so anyways the hotel was classy it was super stylish and at the time the area was bustling and and being well it was being los angeles okay busy as fuck all the time but unfortunately within five years of opening day the united states fell into the great depression now for those of you who are not aware that was a shitty time in history for our country lots of child deaths. yeah google it google it what the fuck? Why would you? Why would that be the thing that you? <laughs> I just, so many other things happen. I happened. just remember a lot when of I child was a kid deaths. In history class, you know, they they would send all the little kids out to be little grease monkeys, and kids would die. This is where child labor laws come into play. Okay, 
That's true. And they actually, there are a lot of countries right now who do not have child labor laws like you were born into working. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Working class, okay? So. AKA no silver spoon. No silver spoon. Which means mommy and daddy don't help you. Okay? You hear that, Kardashians? Again, <laughs> DIY. Do it yourself. You hear that, Kardashians? Self made millionaires. First of all, that bitch is not a self made millionaire. No, but her porno was. I'm talking about her fucking sister. Oh, oh, that one. She grew. Okay, that's another podcast. Let's get back to it. Privilege. Privilege. Getting pissed off. Okay. <laughs> Let me fan you. Oh, God, honey. Do you feel better? Anger. <laughs> but uh, for those of you that, you know, like I said, it was a bad time in history. Uh, but this hotel was beautiful and it was meant for big things. And it did really well in the 1940s, surprisingly. Um, but as time went on, the area around the hotel changed and not for the better. So by the 1930s, Skid Row was born and was the home to about 10,000 homeless. And amongst those down on their luck were ladies of the night, you know, whores. And, uh, I could do that too. Whores. And pimps. And they're pimps. And you know the real problem? Well. It's, it's one, of the, one of the oldest professions. So mm-hmm. I, I ain't, ain't, you know what I'm saying? It used to be legal. And I think in some states it still is. I think in Nevada, in certain areas, it is. But there's like stipulations. It depends on the county. Yeah, the county, I think. But anyways, um, so there are a lot of drug addicts who live there, a lot of pimps, a lot of hookers, a lot of prostitutes, and a lot of other seedy characters that we are told to steer clear from, you know. Want to be Jack the Ripper. Right. Facts. <laughs> the Skid Row uh, pretty much became a city of its own and contains... You know, pretty much one of the largest stable population of homeless people in the United States of America. But there are reasons behind that. Lots of reasons behind that. And we're going to touch on a couple of them. You have a few? Okay. Yes. Still. Weather is key. Okay. I'm from the Midwest. When it snows, when it's wintertime, where would you rather be? He's from Chicago. So he, he knows about cold. I know all about polar vortexes. Last year it was negative 50. And then the day after it was actually 50. A hundred degree difference within 24 hours. Jesus. How many Facts. times have you said that? I feel like pretty often. I say it every time. It came I'm so out, heated about it. So it I'm came so, out so I'm clear. passionate about the weather. It was fluid as fuck. It's like, horrible. It was like he was dropping bars about his experience with weather. It was so fluid. I lay it on thick sometimes. Were you one of those crazy ass people who took like, bowling hot water and attempted to throw it in the air and make snow? No, no, no. But I watched them do it. Did you, How many third degree burns did you witness? None. Oh, wow. Lucky. Because it was so cold that it was instantly turned into snow. If they did, if they did it right, there were a lot of people who didn't throw it up right, and they ended up burning themselves. Well, you know, white folks. Look at the people in the video. You know know who you are. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So they they. Let's get back to serious. So they say that there's a at least fifty percent of the crime that happens in Los Angeles happens on Skid Row. Now, in 1947, Clarence B. Harrell, Harrell, I don't know, this old dude, uh, LAPD, the chief of LAPD, I guess he was important at one point, ordered a blockade raid uh, of the entire Skid Row area. And I'm talking about over 350 arrests were made that day. Of homeless people. Of homeless people. Actually, the raid lasted a couple of weeks, but of homeless people, just anyone on Skid Row in general. Did they put them in prison? Or yeah, did they, they, they locked them up. This, they locked them up. This act, this, this, this did help a while, but eventually things did go back to the way Skid Row normally is. I'm just saying, since when is being homeless a crime? Oh, it gets worse, man, because the police treated the homeless in that area like shit. In 2005, hospitals and law enforcement were dumping homeless people on Skid Row. The mayor at the time ordered an investigation to find out what the fuck was going on. So, of course, the cops claimed that they weren't targeting the homeless, but only the people who broke the law. And the shitty people uh, that they are, you know, they were they were just pretty much tired of dealing with them, in other words. So they would dump them into one certain spot of the city. That is why Skid Row is so fucking popular. Well, one I'm, of the reasons. I'm fairly certain there are sections within Russia. Oh, yeah. Where they collect the homeless people, round them up, and then ship them... A hundred or two hundred miles outside of the main area. I legit read something about that on Reddit. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's I've heard about that. I'm kind of curious whether or not the U.S. would do something like that. 
Uh, yeah, there's lots of stipulations that, by the way, US, if you're listening to this, if you're like, I don't know, like Siri or maybe like Alexa or some other bitch. Some sort of Cortana robot. Yeah, listen, these are conspiracy theories. So do not send the government to my door. So what? Her door. Her door. Her, my door. I said her door. Her door. So (laughs) pointing at Michael. Um, (laughs) I don't want them coming to my door. (laughs) Just for hips. E is for emotion, and R is for, I'd rather not say. (laughs) Rather. (laughs) So there are actually about 150 cases that were reported of dumping. So by 2007, the city uh, realized that Kaiser Permanente was the main hospital that was, you know, that was aiding in the dumping. So, you know, pretty much the cops in this one hospital were like, hey, uh, we're tired of looking at you. Uh, Go over there. Stay over there, so we don't think about you. Like that's pretty much what they were doing, and that's really fucked up if you think about it. Like it's dark, but let's get into this. So, they so some place to go. Facts, but luckily the American Civ- uh, Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, they stepped in and they was like, "Nah, buddy, that's not how we do things right here, kid." Okay, y'all over here stomping on the Eighth and Fourteenth Amendments. Okay, we we taking you motherfuckers to court. Last time I checked, can't we pick and choose what amendments we want to use? That's usually what the government does. <laughs> Especially them old rich People white folks. do that with Moving religion up. too. Re- right, mm. right. Maybe just pick and choose what part of the Bible I want to fucking follow. Mm, I'm going to thump this page and then omit that one. Fuck all the fags, but we love all the people who have premarital sex and curse and gluttony and all the other shit. And eat shellfish. Oh, shit, I forgot about that mm-hmm. one. First of all, I love mussels and oysters. I'm going to hell for many reasons. Scallops. Being gay is just like one of them. <laughs> they say hell. I say that's someone else's heaven. There you go. <laughs> I like that. So in 2000, I love it. This is a great transition. In 2006, the United States Court of Appeals of the Ninth Circuit ruled in favor of the ACLU and in, in its suit against the city of Los Angeles. And the court stated that LAPD cannot arrest people for sitting, laying down, or sleeping on public sidewalks and skid row. So it was agreed that LAPD would not, you know, cannot harass the homeless or confiscate their possessions because they used to do that for the anti-no camping thing. Well, see, with me, I like to get technical with this, okay? Technicality. It says sidewalks. Let's say there's a public bench. Does that count? I think it was only if you were in within, if you were not within 15 feet of a public resident of a of a residence or a, a business entrance then we're talking about like, la yeah. this is everything so yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like this uh this law was bullshit <laughs> so the, it sets you up for failure well actually no they could not do this between the hours of 9 p.m and 6 30 a.m so they gave them a time frame where the police could not harass them. Oh, okay. So, so any other time, they could fuck with them and be like, yo, you're worthless. Get the fuck out of here. That's pretty much what they did. Yeah, but L.A., people like to go out at night. You telling me I got to see this when I come home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. While you're out drinking up your mini bottles of wine, some of these motherfuckers. Yeah, oh, get another bottle. What do you need? Give me one of them, one of them over there. What are you looking for? A water bottle? I, I like room temperature, baby. Oh, mm-hmm. he's one of those people who like room temperature water. It's worse than a serial killer. Uh, In short, facts. (laughs) It helps me digest. (laughs) It keeps the properties fresh. (laughs) And the bacteria. I love it. In short, guys, shit goes down in Skid Row. (laughs) Downtown. Where the water sucks. (laughs) Right. That sucks everywhere. So now that you guys know, and you, Michael, now that you guys know a little bit more about Skid Row, let's jump back into the Cesar Hotel because, guys, guys, the history behind this one building is fucking insane. Within the first decade, the place opening, it it already had fucking six suicides within the first Mm. decade of it being opened. Some of them even jumped out of windows out of the rooms. Notorious serial killers even stayed there. Plus, plus one of the most famous unsolved crimes of our time is related to the Cecil Hotel. The Black Dahlia. Mm -mm. So uh, we're going to get into that next. 
What's going on, professionally silly listeners? I don't know about you guys, but it this this podcast episode is super interesting. I, there were a lot of things about the Cecil Hotel that I did not expect to find. But before we get back to that, I've got some dope-ass, awesome information that I want to share with you guys. If you are digging the Professionally Silly Podcast, yes, I said digging, shut up. If you are digging the Professionally Silly Podcast and you would like to support it, now you can. You can now make monthly contributions as low as 99 cents a month, $4.99 or $9.99 a month right here on the Anchor app. And if you have commitment issues or maybe you don't have the Anchor app, there's always PayPal, so there's no fucking excuse. Um, <laughs> PayPal me at www.paypal.me slash Amber Smiles Jones. This will actually help bring the professionally silly to another level. And let's be honest, guys, a lot of effort and time goes into creating this awesome content. So it will be awesome to have the opportunity to better my podcast and the professionally silly brand. So also, you know, a bitch has bills to pay and chasing dreams is expensive as fuck. So I'm also really super excited to go on this journey with all of you Smile Squad. So thank you so much ahead of time for your support and your future contributions. Go do it. Go do it. Do it. Do it. I love that's how we're bringing this back in. <laughs> Did you guys enjoy that random cliffhanger before Michael's singing? <laughs> I did, I did, I did. Okay, so let's go ahead and get back to the dark past of the Cecil Hotel. Many of you may or may not be aware of this, but the Cecil Hotel is known to be one of the most haunted hotels in the city. I love that. Thank you, Michael. That was beautiful. You're welcome. <laughs> Trust me when I say that there is there is a reason for this. Are you guys you guys ready for this? Hit me with it. Hit me, baby, one more time. Not one more time, just all the time. Oh, no problem. (laughs) So the earliest known suicide was on November 19th, 1931. W.K. Norton was found dead in his room after having taken poison capsules. He checked into the hotel under the false name James Willies. Now that's the Why first. Why would you do that? I, I mean, I don't know. I guess he didn't want to be discovered or found or wanted to. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna commit to suicide, like a suicidal act within a public area where there are other people to find and discover you, why would you want to be to have an alias of someone else? That's a good fucking point. Because, in my opinion, I'd say suicide is a private thing, but when you open it up. To other people, you want them to know that it was you. Hmm. Maybe he was like, "Do you think maybe he was like hearing voices and telling him to do shit?" I, I mean, know. I hear voices too sometimes, but I just tell that bitch to shut up or I ignore it. <laughs> it's when you acknowledge it is when it's a problem. <laughs> Keep I it love to that. yourself. I fucking love that. <laughs> Now here's what we get. We're gonna get. It's it's called the conscience, people. It's called the conscience, motherfuckers. It's gonna get hinky as we go on. Um, September September 1932, a maid found Benjamin Dudish. I think that's how you say his name. Dead from self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. July 1934, Army Medical Corps corpse. uh, It was Sergeant Louis D. Borden, I have to say his name slow, uh, slit his own throat with a razor. Mm. Right, in, in his room at the Cecil Hotel. Shaving gone wrong. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay, actually, this is on purpose because you know he was in poor health, so he no longer wished to live. But I feel like there are easier ways to kill yourself. Like slitting your throat, that's a lot. Less messy, too. Yeah, like you, you choke, like suffocating and you're choking your own blood. That don't, that My doesn't... whole thing is consideration. If you are going to slit, cut open any vein or arterial vein. Do it in the bathroom. Yeah, let it go down the drain. Like, Save someone the cleanup the job. Yeah. Okay, someone's ha- going to have to clean it up. There's tile in there. There's tile. It's kind of dark. The bloody still... good mess, darling. There you go. <laughs> All right, maybe I should be go ahead and be British for the next two seconds. I can. <laughs> <laughs> 
March 1937, Grace E. Margot fell from the ninth story window. She landed on the telephone wires and was tangled in them. And she later died at the Georgia Street Receiving Hospital, which is now demolished. Uh, police till this day aren't, sh- aren't sure whether it was accidental or otherwise. And a few people killed themselves the same way that resided at the Caesar Hotel. When they, ended, they jumped out of a window or jumped off the roof. I'm just curious. Could they be interested in some sort of parkour type thing? (laughs) You know, if I'm going to jump out of a window, yeah, I would probably aim for something too, like telephone poles and uh, lines. And I wonder if, like, you don't know if you win if you die on impact. Like, Mm. ah, yeah, did I make the street? I was aiming for that red car. Did I get it? Like, (laughs) that's dark. There's a target on something, okay? (laughs) You never know. It's subjective. That's dark as fuck. By the way, if you're enjoying this, you're going to love my favorite murder. Check that out. And tell them, if you check them out, you tweet them and you tell them. Amber from the Professionally Silly Podcast says, you white bitches are awesome. Okay. (laughs) That sounds like a plus one to me. It does. In September in 1944, Dorothy Jean Purcell woke up in the middle of the night with stomach pains while she and her boyfriend were staying at the Cecil Hotel. She went to the bathroom quietly because she didn't want to wake her boyfriend. This, this this next part is where my what the fuck meter kind of went off here. Well, I mean, I'm just curious. Like, stomach pains and she didn't want to wake her boyfriend. It sounds like bad gas. Right. Facts. I can't tell you how many bitches I've been with. They're like, I'm just going to step outside and make a phone call. It's like, bitch, I know you're going outside to fart. Stop lying. This is how, (laughs) you know, women get away with the aspect of women don't fart and they don't shit. Oh, they do. They just don't do it near you. (laughs) (laughs) So she realized she was pregnant while giving birth quietly in the bathroom while her boyfriend was asleep in the next room. She had absolutely no idea that she was pregnant until that moment. Well, then I'm just going to say she was not a skinny bitch. Yep, must have not been. You know, there's, there's, isn't there a show like on the Discovery Channel or something or the Lifetime where like bitches are pregnant and not aware of it, they give birth in random places. Oh and they're yeah, all surprised I've heard cases where women go to public bathrooms and they sit down on the toilet and then they're pushing like they're about to take a shit and it turns out it's like a nine ounce pound baby. I was like a nine ounce baby, Jesus oh. Christ! <laughs> but yeah, that's a lot. Like, uh, I gotta be honest, I've never been pregnant before, as far as I know. I don't know. I've but, had food babies. <laughs> I've had beer babies, food babies, and just random ass fat babies. But Not for the lack of trying. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're trying to get. Pre- I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> stop that. Part. I was expecting something. Kevin it wasn't a baby, mind. right? So she thought that she gave she thought she gave birth to a stillborn baby and decided to throw her baby out of the window. That is yeah. I, I have no idea why that was her was logic. This back in the time where they used to have like the slop buckets where they would chuck that out the window too. Was that around nineteen forty four? I don't think so. <laughs> Guys, listeners, if you know what the fuck he's talking about, let me know. Tweet that to me. I slop know. buckets, okay? It was before the sewer system was created. <laughs> Built in the streets. Hence the term, filthy streets. Oh, is that where that came from? I don't know. I just put two and two together. Oh, okay. I like that. Oh, you got four. <laughs> <laughs> so, her, okay, so she threw her baby out the window. I don't know why that was a logic she took, but that is what she did. Her baby landed on the roof of the building next door. And at her trial, they found her not guilty of murder by reason of insanity, and she was admitted to a psychiatric hospital. I'm just going to say this. Was this before or after DNA evidence could be used in court? Oh, this is way before. DNA evidence didn't start becoming a thing until like the 80s. My point exactly. She should have denied it being hers. Right. It's not my fucking baby. What are you talking about? It's not like she wanted it. She didn't have to claim it. She could have said it's not mine. Where's the proof? Maybe there there must be more about this story that I haven't been able to find yet because... Alessa was like, yeah, so that bitch with the baby out the window. You really can't. There's always something to be hidden. Well, that's true. That's true. I have to be honest with you. She took it to her grave. <laughs> you guys enjoy it. Sorry about that. This is the wine. Mm. But I got to be honest with you guys. When I when I read that, that was kind of hard to read when I when I found that one online. So, um, 
let's go to the next one. In 1962, a 65-year-old uh, George Gianni was walking by the Cecil Hotel with his hands in his pocket when a woman, Pauline Oden, jumped from the ninth floor window and landed on top of George, killing them both instantly. Now, Pauline was only 27 years old, and she had killed herself after having an argument with her husband. Now, the first the police thought that the two had committed suicide together. That's what they thought. Then the police realized that George was still wearing his shoes and uh, when they found his body. If he had jumped, especially from the ninth floor, his shoes would have, you know, they would have fallen off mid midway down. And plus his hands were still in his pocket when they found them. And I gotta say, not many people jump off a building and are able to keep their hands in their pockets. Especially, you know, come It's on. kind of like that fight or flight type mentality. You know, when you're falling, you want to reach out and it's like touch something, grasp something, grip something. Yeah. Otherwise, your ass is going to fall. Because they say a lot of people, more than 90% of the people who jump out of a building and or jump off of something and happen to survive, they say that they regretted it the moment they jumped. The very moment. I mean, I'm not trying to throw another challenge out there and say, hey, let's jump and see if we can keep our hands in our pocket challenge. <laughs> but, you know, hey. You hear that, TikTok? We got a new challenge for it you. It might be a thing. Jump on a trampoline <laughs> there so you, you can go. keep your hands in your pocket. <laughs> now, that kind of logic that the police came up with, it made sense to me. It just sucks that she wanted to kill herself and ended up taking someone else with her, which is just... Really fucked up. Did she know this George Gianni? No, no, she didn't know him. I don't think she knew that she was down, that he was walking while she was jumping. I don't think well, that she was, was on what the night. But maybe it was like the thing that you said. Can I hit that guy down there for aim it? for something? I mean, I think I saw a movie where people jumped out the window. They aimed for the bushes and they landed on traffic. <laughs> I gotta say, it's, it's just not a scientific experience that I want to take for me. I wouldn't say there's much science behind it. It's just aim for the bushes. Aim for the bushes. Good luck, bitches. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys can see why the Cecil Hotel is known as one of the most haunted hotels in Los Angeles, right? Sounds like a lot of people killing themselves. Facts. But actually, not everyone who died in or around the hotel made the decision to die. You know what? I'm also curious. You know, there was this... American Horror Story series. Yeah. The one with Lady Gaga. That, I'm not sure if this was like kind of emulated off this, of that. It was. The Cecil Hotel had a lot to do with that uh, with that season of uh, American Horror Story. Mm. They actually used, I think they used the outside of the building in a few of the shots as well. So, yeah. Freaky. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I saw that and, and when I was doing some of the research, I was like, do I want to talk about that? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad you brought it up because I didn't mention it in the research that I did. That's, oh, I love it. I'm glad I asked you to be I here. I love my television. TV is life. So on June 4th, 1964, a hotel employee discovered 79-year-old retired telephone operator, total job that doesn't exist anymore, um, Pigeon, Pigeon Goldie Osgod. Or Osgood, I think it is. Was that a nickname? Yeah, it was a nickname. Uh, she was found dead in her hotel in her hotel room at the Cecil. She was beaten, stabbed, raped, and choked with a rag. And someone had destroyed her hotel room, just completely ransacked the whole thing. And uh, things were thrown everywhere. Many of her friends say that they, they spoke to her just minutes before her death. And she was well known around the area and she earned her nickname because uh, she used to feed the birds in the nearby park, you know, the pigeons and shit. And um, one man was arrested a few hours after the body was found because he had been seen walking in the same area that she would feed the pigeons. And uh, he was covered in blood, apparently. And uh, but was later released due to lack of evidence. And what well, uh, evidence do you need? Facts. You're covered in blood. Yeah. But did they know? No it DNA was her yet. Blood? Exactly. No DNA yet. This he could have choked the chicken and, and covered himself in it. Facts. That's true. That's true. So um, actually, till this day, you know, her case is still it remains unsolved. Yeah, and there are a lot of unsolved cases, lots of them. I mean, the Zodiac Killer, you know, that's still... And you just, you got to think about this evidence, oh, okay? The they put it. Uh, I know. But We're out of wine, it. ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. The podcast is over. The wine. Oh, no. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for listening. Um... <laughs> no, no. But no, as I was saying, like, you know, with evidence, it's it, it degrades over time. 
You know? Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted. I was looking for wine. She is all up in here looking to drink my wine. I was just shaking this bottle to see if there's anything in it. Whatever. Don't be a bitch. So <laughs> I'll let you smell my breath. Oh, I thought you were going to offer me some more wine. I'm excited. I can't stand you. <laughs> so that's the, why we're sitting. That's why we're sitting. Oh my God, shut up. <laughs> so the CISA Hotel also served as a temporary home for some of the most notorious murderers in American history. Now, here's a question it's for called you. called an open-door policy. We just let anybody up in there. Pretty much. You got the money, it's a wrap. You know, they, they, one, of the, one of the few hotels in the area that will allow, that will allow you to rent it by the hour. Mm. So, yeah. Good to know. Right. Mm, yes. <laughs> so Are have you guys... still open for business? Actually, no. Um, they're currently being renovated to uh to turn itself into a um i think like a building for the studio apartments or residential living or something why would they do that i don't know somebody's stupid no one's gonna sign a lease to stay there do your history people learn where you're living facts it's so funny that you said that because i legit wrote the same thing that's so funny but yeah um so the cc hotel did serve as a temporary home for some of the most notorious murders in american history now here's a question for you have you ever heard of richard ramirez yes yes richard ramirez so for those of you who haven't heard of him he was a serial killer uh, many of you may have known him as the Night Stalker. Yes. That was him. They made movies about him. They made lots of movies. He's covered all over the Investigation Discovery Channel. Like, he's, like, super famous. They he's... also mention him at the Death Museum. They do? Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta they go there. fan letters, prison letters, everything. If you guys haven't been to the Death Museum in Los Angeles, California, you gotta, or Hollywood, you gotta, you gotta check that shit out. So maybe you remember him as a Night Stalker. As a night stalker. He murdered 13 people in the mid-1980s. And you will never guess which hotel he chose to stay in. Yes, Days in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was. Hey, I think I was there the other <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. No, he was at the Cecil Hotel, and he lived in the room on the top floor. I think it was like room 1402. I think, and it was during. Uh... Didn't they make a movie about that? They did. I... Wait, wait, no, is that 1407? 1408. 1408. 1408. So he he stayed there during a lot of Just his right down uh, the hallway of his uh, killing spree. Oh wait, was it the same hotel though? I think so. Are you sure? Yeah, John Cusack stayed at it. No, but like, was that was that movie based off out of the Cecil Hotel? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, there's a lot of evil ass hotels. True. Yeah. So after he killed someone, he would throw his bloody clothes into the dumpster by the hotel, and he would walk into the lobby completely naked or just in his underwear. And the crazy thing is, is that no one would even question this type of behavior because the Cecil Hotel in the, in the 1980s. I mean, it was chaotic. Behavior like that was very frequent. It was a middle of Skid Row. It was considered seedy. So, but naked folk walking through the lobby? Pretty standard, I'm assuming. Facts. And this is around the time where it was like $14, $15 a night to stay there. So, for yeah. (laughs) So, another well-known serial killer was uh, from Australia, Jack... Utenwagger, I think I'm saying his name wrong. Say Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Yeah, Jack the Ripper. No, that was in the 18th century. But <laughs> it's like in the 1800s. So um, they, he found his way to the Cecil Hotel, uh, Jack Utenwagger, the serial killer from Australia. He found himself uh, to the Cecil Hotel. It was like in the, ni- in the early 90s. And he went to Los Angeles on a ruse as a crime reporter and even got to ride shotgun with LAPD. And while doing so, he was able to get information about the Skid Row area and used it to to his advantage to murder prostitutes with their own bras. Okay, hold up. Excuse me. Okay, so he rode front shotgun seat with LAPD. Yeah. Um, hello, As police. A crime reporter. Do supposedly. your background checks, okay? Show me credentials. Mm-hmm. You just gonna let any slow uh, and this is Joe in the 90s. Schmo up in there? They could have looked. This is in the nineties. This is like not that long ago. You know what I mean? Mm. So he also stayed. Was at he the witness Cecil. for the Rodney King ass whooping too? No, this is early nineties. I think he killed himself before all that happened. Mm. But he stayed there because uh, of his connection to Richard Ramirez. That is why he stayed at the Cecil Hotel because he. That, I guess Richard Ramirez was like his like I don't know. God or maybe something. there was like some sort of group gathering for psychos and they were just like, hey, let's hold ourselves up at Cecil Hotel all at the same time. I don't this. There's so many seedy things, so many creepy, 
horrific things that have happened there, there is something that draws people there. You know, like some sort of energy. I it's don't know. like AA for psycho killers. Facts. Now, when I when I told you that this hotel had a dark history, I was not fucking kidding. Um, and we aren't even done yet. Almost, but not yet. Uh, remember earlier when I mentioned the Cecil Hotel was connected to one of the most notorious unsolved crimes in our time, the Black Dahlia, mm-hmm. right? So the Black Dahlia murder case, it shook the country for decades. Till this day, it's unsolved. No one know. I mean, there are a lot of speculations. The internet sleuths are losing their minds. Plenty of videos on YouTube, IDs, all over the all over social media platforms about this about this murder case, and we still don't know who fucking did it. And uh, on the morning of January fifteenth, nineteen forty seven, a mother and her child were they were walking in a Los Angeles neighborhood when they came across the most horrific thing that they've ever seen in their entire lives, and they came across the body of a young naked woman who was sliced clean in half at the waist. Yeah, it's kind of gross. I see that face you're making. You don't seem very advertising sound. I mean, if I'm going to slice someone in half, I mean, why would you do it at the waist? The reason, no, no, one of the reasons that he did that, first of all, is to be thought that the person who did this had some sort of medical knowledge because... They didn't sever any major arteries or organs in doing this. Oh, so the woman was alive. Probably. Now, here's... I'm not really sure at this point, but because of the way the body was posed, the mother actually thought that the body was a mannequin at first glance. And then, you know, the body was, was just a few feet away from the sidewalk. But as she got closer, she realized that was no fucking mannequin, you know. And uh, there there was... a This is... Uh, this is a video. I don't know if any of you have ever seen the movie Black Dahlia, or or maybe it's a series. But there is this thumbnail. It's a movie. It's a movie. It there's a movie. It was a thumbnail where you see her. It looks like there's like dark blood that's going down her her white porcelain cheek. Mm-hmm. This is why that that is the thumbnail here. Like there was a deep slice at the end of her mouth as the killer was trying to. It's kind of as if the killer was trying to expand her smile. So he slit from, from each corner of her mouth. It's like how the old dolls were. Exactly. The Black Dahlia. Exactly. That's one of the reasons why they call it that. But the strange thing about this is that there wasn't a drop of blood anywhere at the scene. So obviously this means that she was killed somewhere else. Of course. You know. Or it was a vampire. Or Yeah, vampires. <laughs> but no one's scared of vampires anymore. Everybody wants to fuck them. Nobody's terrified of them. Like when Well, I was yeah, they sexualize them and make them pretty because they sparkle in the sunlight. Yeah, it's like, it's, like, it's, it's like Dracula and that fucking Twinkle Bell bitch had a baby and Edward popped out or some shit. Or like when Tom Cruise was the vampire in that one movie with Kirsten Dunst. What movie was that? It was the one with Brad Pitt. Oh, shit. Okay, if you would have said Brad Pitt, I would have remembered. Yeah. Should have started with it's that. It's just like, okay, we're going to make all vampires sexy. We should have okay? started with Brad because Pitt. Because then I just want to fuck them. Ah, you're not the only one. I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer is kind of one of the reasons why people want to fuck vampires. Because she was fucking Angel oh and my God. Spike. David Boreanaz, yes. He is an attractive man. I can tell you that he's got the broader shoulders. He was really handsome in Bones, too. He was, but he was young Older. and Buffy. Yeah, he was young and Buffy. Yeah, yeah. So you guys watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Plug. Um, <laughs> even though he they're can. he can plug it. He can. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this podcast is fire. We need to do more episodes together. Uh, <laughs> obviously, this, like I said, no drop of blood anywhere. So this means that she was killed someplace else. And the the Los Angeles Police Department asked the FBI to help identify the body, and she was identified as twenty two year old Elizabeth Short, and she had moved to Hollywood, I think, from Michigan. I want to say, and uh, another with Midwestern, yeah, another Midwestern, uh, and with hopes of making it big here in Los Angeles, as many of us do, is why the fuck I moved here. Okay, me you too. know, I didn't move here because I enjoy paying lots of money in rent. I enjoy the weather. <laughs> the weather is nice, and also the legal weed is great. Um, <laughs> They're starting to expand. Yeah, you're starting to expand a little bit. But she was later nicknamed the Black Dahlia by the press because uh, it was said that she enjoyed sheer black clothes and the movie The Blue Dahlia was out at the time. Um, also, her fingerprints had actually appeared twice in the, F- in the FBI's collection. Uh, the first time, 
that they appeared was because she applied for a job as the clerk at the commissary of the army's camp cook in 1943. And the second time was because she was arrested by the Santa Barbara police department for underage drinking seven months later. And uh, the bureau also already had a mugshot and its files. And that is the photo that the press used the most when they were asking the public for information on Elizabeth short. Now, Elizabeth um, was reported seen drinking at the Cecil hotel bar just days before she was killed until this day. Her murder has never been solved. And of course, in, in, the, in the world of the interweb, I like to call it, um, <laughs> there are many sleuths who have their theories. And the most, it's, it's just crazy, the most recent murder that we're going to discuss, pretty, and I'm, I'm putting murder in quotations here, is because um, the case is still not solved. And um, there are dozens of theories. The Elisa Lamb murder, uh, well, I won't say murder case, the Lisa Lamb case. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a Canadian student from the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, and her body was recovered from a water tank on the top of the Cecil Hotel on February 19th, 2013. So it really was not that long ago. I'd say that's pretty recent. That That's pretty fucking recent. It's less than 10 years. It's statute of limitations. Facts. <laughs> now, she had been reported missing three weeks prior to the maintenance workers of the hotel discovering her body. Now, LAPD, you know, they reported it to the hotel to investigate, you know, after her parents reported her missing. And they searched every room and uh, every every entire, from pretty much from top to bottom of the hotel. Over 700 units. Yo, over 700 rooms. Interviewed everyone. Went into every single room. And they couldn't find her. They didn't find her. And weeks later... The guests at the hotel began complaining. This is the gross part. The guests at the hotel began cleaning up, complaining about the water pressure of in their rooms. It was really low. And some guests were even complaining about that their water was black or brownish in color and had an unusual taste to it. Mm. And then... This is why I don't drink from the tap. It's called bottled, purified water, people. Okay? Hit up Culligan, Hinkley, something... <laughs> Ice Mountain Baby, okay? How fucking often is there a dead body de- decomposing in your water source area? Uh, it's pretty rare. I gotta you say. never know these things. Yeah, L.A., shit. It's called fresh water. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Chicago, Lake Michigan. Should we even dive down that history of the lake? <laughs> okay, this was back in, like, the, what, the H.H. Holmes. Which part? Where my hand? Okay, like they used to dump bodies in the lake. I believe it. Okay. They still do, and some of them are still down there because it freezes, you know. And we have people going missing all the time, last being seen at the lake. Okay, there's stuff in there that I don't want to know about. I concur with with Michael here. (laughs) On the morning of, of February 19th, 2013, Elisa's body was found in one of the four... 1,000 gallon tanks that provides water to the guest rooms, kitchens, and even the coffee shop of the hotel. So this means that people were bathing and drinking well, the I'll water say, that her body was decomposing in. With the coffee shop, it should be fine because they boil that water. Yeah. So when you're br- think about when you're brushing your teeth or taking a shower or back then, did people even really brush their teeth? <laughs> I mean, it's not like the 17th century. This is like 2013. I'm, sure I'm they were just saying, you know. Brushing their fucking teeth, hopefully. Dental hygiene Oh back my God, then. your it's tips from... of your fingers are pink or, or a little uh, golden. It's from the hot Cheetos, from the baby. hot Cheetos, yeah. Shoot, both sides. <laughs> I was looking at you his hand. You know what fingers I, like, I like to use. I'm just saying. Yeah, I do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to this murder. <laughs> so um the tank had to be drained and cut open because the maintenance hatch was too small to accommodate the equipment needed to remove her body from the tank so was this the, before or after they discovered her body in the tank this is after they discovered her body oh. in the tank yeah they should they should drain it yeah they drained it they, they drained better it. have and so the los angeles coroner's office uh, issued a finding of accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor, which is, I, I don't know, I think it's kind of bullshit. But when the coroner's, uh, full, when the full report was released, it, it stated that her body had been found naked and the clothing that she had been seen wearing in the famous viral elevator video was floating in the water uh, with her along with her watch and room key. 
So there, there was no evidence of sexual assault or physical trauma or even a suicide. Well, in terms of sexual assault, I mean, just because she didn't have bruises on her body does not mean that she wasn't assaulted. I mean, that's true. She could have been held down, fearing for her life. And if she did not go with it, she would think she was going to die, even though that did happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really, all you need is just water to wash away whatever evidence I mean, could have been true. left on her body. And they didn't find her body until three weeks after she was reported missing. In a vial of water. <clears throat> Thousands of gallons, like a thousand gallons of water. So, you know, the body gets waterlogged, especially when, like, decomposition That's takes exactly place. That's exactly why everybody's water tasted weird and looked weird. So, yeah. Sludge, hello. Yeah, that's, that's gross. That's death. You're it's, drinking death. Death is what happened. <laughs> so, te- there were uh, te- uh, toxicology uh, tests and they were incomplete because, you know, there was not enough of her blood that was available to preserve for those tests. So they, they did find traces of her, of her prescription medication, like I said earlier, and uh, they found a small quantity of alcohol that was present, uh, but no recreational drugs at all. No recreational drugs. Uh, there are dozens of theories as to what happened to her, and some people think she committed suicide related to her bipolar disorder. Some people think she was murdered, and some people think something paranormal could have caused her death. And the theories are, they're vast. <laughs> there if you is, watch the video, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's something going on. There's some weird shit going on. There is a copious amount. There's an SAT word for you. A copious amount Can of we spell that? theories. I think it's like C-O-copious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> C-O-opious. Uh, so, yeah. So, Opious. I, Isn't that a drug? Opium. Oh, well, hey. Opium something. I'm really pissed off that I knew what it was immediately. I, for one, am not exactly sure what happened, but I do not think she committed suicide. I I just don't see her going to the roof. First of all, she has to climb this huge ladder to get to the roof. They also say that there was an alarm that would trigger the door opening to the roof that would go to the front desk. And the front desk, the guy said he never got... And how would you even gain access to this said thousand gallon tank? Exactly. There's only, you have to have a key card or a key to get there. Not a key card, but you have to have a key to the roof. And only the the manager, the owners of the building, and the maintenance man had that key. Well, there's your evidence right there. Investigate the people with access. There you go. Also, think of this. She climbs up the huge ladder. That goes up down the side of a one thousand gallon tank, and I, taking off That's the all the size her, of a bathtub. Right, taking off all of her clothes, then lifting up a twenty to twenty five pound lid, opening you know to open the tank, to jumping in, close the lid behind her, and lock it back up, and then lock it back. I, I just I I don't see it. How is that an accidental drowning? Mm-mm. I'm not seeing that. Bipolar or not, I just, I don't see Mm-mm. that. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to think. So you guys can call in. Tell me what your ideas are. 805-664-1828. Or you can text the number. Or you can tweet me on Twitter at True Smiles Jones. Everything is spelled correctly except for true. Just take out the E. Um, so yeah, so the Cecil Hotel is currently known as as the Stay on Main. And uh, probably More in like an stay away. Facts, stay away. Probably in an attempt to escape the its checkered pass, and it's currently being renovated and redeveloped into a mix of hotel rooms. Oh, and uh, residential units, mostly studio apartments. Stay away. Right. Hence the word stay Facts. away. And I, I believe that they're going to reopen the property about I think 2021. So we got to get us a room and do a little. Paranormal investigation. <laughs> I'm not about to get pounded in a water tank. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I, I definitely would rent a room there for one night just for the paranormal, paranormal activity alone. The video would be great for my YouTube channel. And I, I'm so I'm into that kind of shit. Like, listen to this podcast. It was my idea to do this. So you can possibly you could probably like just stand on the outside of the building. Most likely. I'm just going to say this. Some you experiences. survive 24 hours over there. I will pay and reimburse you for that room. You hear this right here? This is, he recorded that. That is on record. Good to know. Sticking got no damn job. How the fuck are you going to pay me back? Um, 
to the history. Didn't I say this ain't no Capital One commercial? <laughs> they don't need to know what's in my wallet. <laughs> Hence nothing. What's in your wallet? Uh, it's like a receipt <laughs> from 1934. I, I wasn't think even it's an IOU. Right, it's an IOU. So the history of the hotel is is just really dark. And so many people took their own lives there. And so many people committed suicide. And there were murders. And there were other horrific crimes there. And I can't, I honestly, I can't help but wonder, could there be some sort of paranormal association with, you know, what these people are doing? Do all these people go to the Cecil Hotel to kill themselves? Or is there something telling them to do it? Is there something telling these people to kill like you know the serial killers is there something paranormally sinister going on on that property well that we don't know about going back to the tv series buffy maybe that hotel sits on top of some sort of hellmouth. there could be you might you might be right there could be an apocalypse right below that we don't know where sunnydale was I mean, I just know it was, it in, was California. in California, right? I was just about to say it's it was su- in California. It's sunny somewhere all the time. I- <laughs> so I gotta tell you, if <laughs> oh wow! So I, I certainly hope that you guys uh, you enjoyed this extremely dark episode of professionally silly. I tried to make it as light as I could. We had a good time. Uh, if you if you if you did, you know, please share this podcast episode with your friends, with your family. If you learned anything at all from this podcast episode. I hope it was to do your research about the hotels you stay at and the places that you live before you stay there because you never fucking know. These are things you need to know. Yeah. Facts. Heavy emphasis on need to know. Heavy, heavy emphasis. All kinds of emphasis. Michael, do you have any any places where you would like them to follow you or to check you out or anything like that? That will come to you soon. Ooh. To be determined. You're that coming soon to be determined. <laughs> if you, for me, if you guys want to follow me, because I'm I'm on my shit. Um, if you want to follow me on my other social media platforms, I've got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and a few others, along with clickable links in the description box of all of my YouTube videos, as well as on my on my YouTube channel, uh, which is also called Professionally Silly, so it's easy to find. And um, I also in the description box of this podcast, you can find the things that you need there. So make sure you follow me subscribe fan me whatever you want to call it let's just get together let's laugh together let's learn together let's love together let's have a good time uh, once again i'm your audible boo thing amber smiles jones and thank you so much for listening to the professionally silly station here on anchor fm michael thank you for joining me well thank you for inviting me i mean like yeah <laughs> this is where i take my silliness seriously professional silly you get it okay so uh feel free to call in about this or any episode of professionally silly that you have heard if you don't have the anchor app don't forget i do have the google voice number that you can call and or text 805-664-1828 and tell me which episode that you listen to and uh, share your opinion, whatever it may be. Until uh, next time, my loves, watch where you step. Because there's pieces of shit everywhere. And currently, one of them is the president. Bye-bye. <laughs>